sa palad mga aninong nagbabadya nawawalang larawan we were talking to locals and they were asking where are you from where are you from so I have friends from Korea from Poland the, the countries that westerners know more in general when they ask me oh in the Philippines oh where is that The times I was noticed for being Asian, I would receive comments like Asians are hard workers, that's why we love to work with them, or Asians are beasts in music, or Asians are quiet and polite and respectful all the time. Oh, in the Philippines, oh, where is that? Um, Southeast Asia. And then they just moved on and asked the other person instead of like asking further questions that signal that they're interested. And then there you go, and then you know, you, you kind of get into that. I don't matter. You kind of get into that feeling of where am I as a person of color in this society? Uh, there are a lot of Asian women who are married to Germans and um, I think there is this stereotype that we are not as outspoken as our European counterparts. So <laughs> this is why being Asian always uh, means quiet, subordinate, things like that. We feel it in our professional lives. We sometimes feel it in our personal lives as well, you know, when we're surrounded by um, a predominantly white group. In certain summer festivals that I've attended, I felt invisible when people from the top 10 conservatories and colleges of music in the United States would congregate and just name drop. I'm fortunate that I work mostly with women artists or directors somehow. Um, I always find them <laughs> or they find me. Although sometimes I do feel that my male colleagues are tiptoeing around me. It's as if they try so much to be careful around me, watching out for their comments and trying not to offend me or mansplain things. I guess one of the biggest struggles as an immigrant person of color in Canada would be how Canadian society, how the Canadian academe looks on our credentials or where we've studied, for example. Like, I feel that I've already studied as much as I can from where I was from, but when I moved here, all of that didn't matter. Do you know this person? Oh, he went to IU. Oh, I studied with this person in Manhattan School of Music. Oh, this person in Juilliard. Oh, he's such a nice person, good violinist. Until very recently, the only jobs I've had were entry-level positions. I've always applied for like a supervisor role or like a higher position. In all of these roles, I was rejected. In reflecting, I was like, why was I denied all of those roles in the past? You know, roles that you know went to people who were just as qualified as me, but were white. This need of representing women in the arts. There are constant events or concerts featuring women composers. 
I mean, why do we need those spaces? You can already see the irony there. We have not yet reached the point of equality if we feel the need for those spaces and if you're still referring to women composers as women composers. Then I can't really contribute to the conversation because I'm not in that circle. I did not study in those schools and I felt invisible. It's like this elite group of musicians from these schools and I'm just like an outsider. Bumulong ng oras yun. Tandaan ang kinalugaran. Dapit hapon sa parang. Because we speak English well, we feel that we can fit in. We feel that we are accepted by this society. I frequently in the past encountered the compliment, you speak English well. Like, I came from the Philippines. Oh, you speak really good English. Okay. I don't know how to take that. Sometimes I would very much like to be home or um, even have that sense of belonging, at least in language, that I don't have to consistently struggle and grasp for words. But come to think of it now, I think I am fluent enough in German that sometimes I have a hard time expressing myself in Tagalog or English. Some people might say it from a good place, but it's tricky, tricky, tricky compliment. Being the only Filipino in the conservatory, I could not really relate to other classmates or colleagues, and I was always alone. I did find friends, mostly with the English-speaking people, all because I could express myself better. As a performer, I've literally been told to speak slower because people might not understand my accent. But I also would like to add that we Filipinos are not all equally fluent in English. Perhaps not enough to sustain um, hour-long conversations without having the need to code switch for it. Of course, even if we spoke the same language, I could not really relate to them. Speaking the language doesn't mean you have full understanding of the language. No matter how good we can get, we can speak English as well as they can, um, we can have the same work experience, we can be part of the same associations, but there is a fundamental bias in the system that would disenfranchise me over someone who would be at my level normally. You know, a funny thing I realized during the past, like, the U.S. colonized the Philippines. How come we didn't have any reparations for that? <laughs> we should have reparations. Heck, our one of our official languages is English. It's because of America. Are we going to get into the language politics of French Canada? A lot can be said about how Quebec is protecting their language. Is it too rigid? Is it too inflexible? Or should we just let languages live and eventually we ourselves will lose our own fluency? We get assimilated, as dialects do, you know, as dialects get more and more standardized. And then we end up losing our identities.
Bitak sa lupang tigang, nilustay ko ang bawat butin. Panaghoy ay maibsan. The Philippines doesn't have much resources in supporting students who pursue the arts. We don't have scholarships or government support for people to take further studies in Juilliard or in MSM or in Cleveland Institute of Music or in IU. I was so focused on studying. I was so focused on finishing on time and doing this well because I always had that mindset that I will go back to the Philippines. I have to finish this now. My finances are running out. <laughs> I have to do this now or never. So. I did not even allow myself to explore. It's expensive to study in those schools. Really, really expensive. And in the Philippines, we don't have much connection with the greater area of violin string playing. Like, we don't have strong connections with teachers in other schools in other countries or world-class performers. These schools have a lot. Some of the students even go there just for the connections. They'll be happy. I did not. I haven't really taken notice because I haven't been out much ever since. I was always the type that went to school, went home, went a little bit into the city to, to shop or buy groceries and then come back home. I wasn't really sociable the whole time. There was a lot of unfinished business in my life as my move to Canada, my mom had cancer at that time. Uh, that troubled relationship with my stepfather. So it's quite a... It wasn't the best transition. My world was UP Diliman. And now, you know, I, I live in this country and suddenly I can go anywhere. You know, it's like, oh my God, this is so privileged. I don't know what to do with this. My visa, I'm an international student, ties in with a school. If I only apply to those schools and I don't get in, I would have to come home. I was thinking that my application would be put on the side because I didn't go to Aspen. I didn't go to Interlochen. I didn't study with this teacher. My teacher, they don't know who that is. There's a particular place where I noticed a lot of Middle Eastern Africans get off the Straßenbahn. I also heard that there are certain areas in Freiburg that are more for the rich Germans or oh that place is quite dangerous because there are a lot of people from Africa or migrants or I would say asylum seekers. It's very hard to place, uh, especially with theater, because with theater we're always thinking who is the audience? In Newfoundland I wrote that Beats Around the Bush, the word opera. Beats Around the Bush is a play that's set in Malate. It's supposed to be about four couples that hook up in Malate and how their lives intersect. This was Newfoundland. Everyone in Newfoundland is white. There's also this matter of bureaucracy because as Filipino, we are treated differently than Ecuadorians or Bolivians or Mexicans. There's this sort of categorizing that happens in the foreigner's office that they don't say explicitly, but I've seen and heard and experienced. I had a play set in Manila, starring white boys, so it was quite confusing. Especially since the first number was an ode to Malate, you know, because it's about Malate. So one of the write-ups, one of the reviews that came afterwards was a positive review. But what struck me was where it said, Palanca created this magical world called Malate. I was like, I did not, you know. 
I did not create a logical world. With the rise of um, anti-Asian sentiments, even before, I still feel that um, I'm not a person that belongs into this country. Even the term alien, to refer to us in, in immigration terms, alien, I don't like that term at all. It's like we're not even human. We're aliens. I still feel sometimes the things are temporary for me here in Germany. There is still sometimes no sense of permanence, although I don't want to entertain that thought because I feel like I've worked a lot to be where I am right now. But still, there's always bureaucracy that I constantly have to prove myself that I can live here, that I can survive here with my income, with whatever I'm doing. I feel that I need to do things that I don't want to do just to prove myself. There's really few classical violinists that are Filipino, that are well-known and successful right now. This pressure for me to break stereotypes of Filipinos as nurses and caregivers and seamen and sea women. We do also have to be careful with saying, with being a chameleon because when we keep thinking that, are we being accepted because of how white our work is perceived to be then, you know? And as a gay violinist, the Philippines, it's just tolerance. I don't know right now, but there's some reigning homophobia back when I was still a student there. Proving myself that, hey, I'm Filipino and I'm gay and I'm excelling in music. Deal with it. isla nakaratay ihabi ang dagat sa langit ligaw ng mandalayan so there's a german word i learned which is difficult to translate and the word is geborgenheit and if you check dictionaries, it may translate to belonging or sense of security, but it's actually more than that. It's hard to explain. I'm 31 now and I'm thinking, I don't deserve this anymore, you know? Why am I, why am I always getting the cheapest stuff? Don't I deserve to live the nice life? Don't I deserve to live, you know, whatever the Canadian dream is? That's what I'm basically trying to do these days, you know? The West has more opportunities. And I'm afraid that when I go home prematurely, I won't be able to take advantage of those resources. Or if I can, it will be much more difficult. There's a fear of stagnation. 
it's like feelings of for me waking up to the smell of coffee and hearing baroque music on the background that image immediately screams home to me because that's how my dad is in the mornings so when i wake up and i have that i know i'm home Even faculty opportunities there will not give you a livable wage. The freedom that I have here, living as a gay man, going home, I might sacrifice some of that freedom for the sake of job security, for the sake of being safe. Philippines is one of the most tolerant countries with regards to LGBTQIA plus peoples, but Tolerance. It's just tolerance. In a lot of ways, we become children of two lands, you know, where neither is particularly quote-unquote whole. The Philippines will be as not necessarily fully alien. It's still part of home, but it's there, there's part of it that you don't understand anymore. After all the struggles of um, trying to stay here and being able to finally find work that actually can support me, finding a nice place to live that's in your budget, all those efforts, and then when I think about it, okay, this might be temporary, it, it, it's hard to accept. I am still fighting for permanence here. Smoky Mountain has a song about this. I think that's a beautiful line. Not all the world is America. The world is where you are. Ramon Alfonso Soberano, nicknamed Chino, a violinist in Tempe, Arizona. I am from the Philippines. Marie Louise Calvero, currently teaching electronic music at the Hochschule für Musik in Freiburg, Germany. Film composer and a photographer on the side. I come from General Santos City, Philippines. Riley Palanca, theater creator and writer, currently living in Chochaque, the ancestral home of the Ganya Gahaga, colonially known as Montreal. I am from Naga City, Philippines. <laughs> 